Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 54. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be reflecting on a month trying to write songs for funerals, launching a huge search for new songs on themes of creation and ecology, and considering how to write songs for harvest. Hi, Joel. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. What's going on in your world? Wow. A lot seems to be going on in my world. You're Um, super busy. Yeah, uh, obviously there's bits and bobs going on with the album. We'll chat about that in a minute. Um, we've got the Worship Songwriting Retreat coming up in 10 days, the Yorkshire Retreat. It's Brilliant. maxed out. We filled it. We, we filled the place, and so we got a bit more space, and we filled that as well. So this is as big as it's ever been. I hope it's going to be all right being this big. I think it will. I think it's going to be great. Cool. Um, cool but, cool. yeah, there's going to be about 35, 36 of us hanging out in Yorkshire for a few days, writing songs, encouraging each other hopefully chipping in with a bit of input and stuff. I had a great chat yesterday with Matt Osgood, who has been doing uh, an analysis of the top 25 CCLI songs in a very Matt Osgood kind of analysis. It's (laughs) fascinating. Uh, So he's going to do a session, uh, which is sort of called How to Write a Hit Worship Song. Um, And I'm kind of, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and then uh, Chris Juby stepping up to lead for the first time, so we're really excited about that, that as well, because yeah. Chris is a great songwriter, great friend and colleague, and uh, a great leader as well. So it's really, you know, he, he rocked up to a retreat a few years ago, and now he's going to um, take oh, on some leadership as well. So sad that you won't be with us, Sam. Yeah, I had um, a great time last year, so I'll definitely miss it. But we need to plan one um, in the home counties or something. Yeah, five yeah. minutes from my house, that'd yeah. be ideal. <laughs> Perfect. Um, the other thing I've been doing, which I'm so excited about, is we have launched a, um, I don't know what to call it. I, I need a better, I actually I need an expression here, you might have to help me. But it's it's this big search for new songs. So it's called Doxicology, which is taking the word doxology, which Sam means... Um, praise? Yeah. Worship? And ecology, which <laughs> means ecology. Put them together, doxicology. So we are, um, basically, we are spreading the net far and wide to say to everybody, have you or can you write songs on themes of creation, ecology, environment and and other things? Contemporary congregational worship songs, because we think there's a real dearth of those. Um, there's, um, there's a gap to fill. And actually, in you, know, you only have to watch the news every day. And yeah. um, you realise how urgent this is. And that actually, as a church, we, there's a sense of needing to wake up, but also needs some language with which to respond what, to what we're hearing um, in the world around us as well. Um, yeah. So I don't know whether to call it. It's like it's not a competition, but song contest? Or does that make it sound too much like Eurovision? Co- contest is just really a synonym for competition, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Uh, song search? Song search, yeah, that's good. And is it just songs you're looking for? Mainly... But we're not going to be fussy. Okay. I think there are some some decent hymns out there. Not many, mm. but there are some. But we'd love to have some more. And the great thing about hymns often is that, by and large, with things like this, you just say, look, let's stick it to a tune we know, and then we can yeah. just, boom, we can just sing it. So I think yeah. that would be really strong. But I think so much of the church that we are connected to, I suppose, um, and then if you like the sort of contemporary mainstream in this country, is... You, you've got to get some worship songs in there. You've got to put it in the vernacular of the people yeah, and what they yeah. sing. And I think it's tough. I think it'd be hard to do. 
Yeah. But that, that's the sort of, that's like number one priority, but we'd love to have hymns too. We were at um, LICC International Forum the other day in London, yeah. and we were asked to lead a few times of worship, and I decided to theme one of them around issues of creation. And I I used the one of the ones that we're going to talk about today, the um, God the Maker of the Heavens. Brill. And we use some some material from our from our new resource, and and the thing that really struck me was, I, f- I felt like it went okay, and people seemed to respond, but I was definitely nervous about leading worship around themes of ecology because it feels so alien, it feels so mm. unusual to lead a chunk of worship that goes there. Yeah, uh, and I I guess one of the challenges for these songs is to just start to break down those ba- barriers so it feels less. You know, we're quite used to singing, wow, isn't creation beautiful? Yeah, yeah. But to then have a song which perhaps, err, you know, slights to err towards, mm, and maybe we need to do a slightly better job of looking after it. Yeah. It feels awkward. So I guess what we're, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to reduce that awkward feeling maybe. Yeah. We should, um, should refer people back to podcast number, I don't know, 45 Something, I reckon. It might be 40. Two forty-four, somewhere in the forties. Anyway, we talked all about this um, eco songs, so um, do look there. But essentially, listeners and friends of listeners and anyone you've ever met, um, we would love you to send us your songs. And the plan is, so we're going to open up submissions on the first of July through to the eighteenth of October. After which, we'll review them all, um, and some, and it's not going to be all by any means, but a, a selection of them. We'll then work on a bit in collaboration with the writers to just kind of refine them and get them as good as they can be. And then our hope is to. to release a collection in the spring and we're kind of thinking we might do a little series of eps that sort of so, yeah. so that, that they come in bursts um with a kind of signature sound to each of them um so yeah uh, org forward slash doxicology um check it out get writing or we'll keep you up to date with what's happening awesome how about you big sam uh, well, excitingly, uh, yesterday, Sarah and I went to see Mr. Matt Weeks, mm. who's the producer of the Resound Worship Let Praise Resound live album. And uh, yep. we had some sneaky listens to some oh, of the tracks you? that he's working on. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. So what were you doing with Weeksy? So me and Sarah were doing some overdubs of our vocals. Hang uh, on pe- a minute. <laughs> what? Are you saying it's all fake? <laughs> It's not all fake. Um, <laughs> I suppose you were there. <laughs> we were there, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, people, yes, we probably just uh, remove the uh, the screen and, and, and let people see what's going on. Yeah, that's um, right, isn't it? In, in the background, which is, uh, I guess, what you know, what you want to capture on those days is you want to definitely capture the drums and some of the live instruments and some of the, uh, definitely the live sound of the, of the crowd. But um, if you're going to listen to these songs over and over again, you do want the vocals to be vaguely in tune yeah, uh, and that sort of thing. So I think a lot of us uh, who did lead vocals are going back and, and another redoing. Having another go. <laughs> the funniest thing was this, I don't know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, demystifying the process here. Yeah. But I couldn't help myself but to do some sort of off-the-cuff kind of um, ad-libs as you do right. as a worship leader yeah. to kind of introduce the next bit or... And, uh, of course, if you're redoing your lead vocal, you also need to redo the ad-lib. So that was quite a fun yes. a fun thing to go, oh, how exactly did I go? <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> Trying to time that. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I've found um, I really like having my vocals produced, by which yeah. I mean I really like having a producer there telling me when I've 
I'm not a great singer, so I need it. Uh, yeah. And I like having someone who will say, yeah, that sounds, sing it like that. That's a good sound. Yeah. Shape that phrase, do it differently. Um, how is that? It's, yes, it, Matt is brilliant at that and he's really encouraging. But it's, I think it's, it's impossible to do that for yourself. Yeah. But it's also almost impossible to do that for your spouse because Sarah and I have tried <laughs> oh to do goodness. this with each other. And it's just, it's, you know, d- divorce is around the corner with that one. I've so, had this conversation with so many couples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> just... so, um, <laughs> so, so it was good that me and Sarah both went. And, and we're sort of sitting in the same room, but I'm just trying really hard not to say anything because I'm like, <laughs> if I say it, it probably won't get, and same with Sarah. You know, yeah. uh, um, but uh, yeah, Matt, Matt is really good at that sort of thing, and I, yeah, I would definitely recommend that to people listening who are trying to do their own recordings and stuff. Is you know, f- feel free to produce everything else yourself, but the vocals—it's almost impossible. You'll either get super critical of yourself, yeah, or you'll let things slide that actually, a, you know, a second pair of ears is going to go. Oh, actually, you know, you could just work on that, or you, yeah. You know, so, it's it's really helpful. It's really hard with your own vocal, isn't it? Because you just hear your voice coming out of your head all the time. You've got, I, I mean, yeah. I can't think of anything you've got less objectivity on than your <laughs> own voice. <laughs> exactly. So that yeah, that was good, and we're excited to see how that's that's uh, moving forward. Uh, and then the other thing is we've launched our Harvest Worship resource, yes, uh, which is really exciting. It's now out. People can get it from our website. It's basically three services for harvest time that you could either do over three years or a three-week series. Um, we'll talk a bit later on in the podcast about some of the themes, but um, what it also has is, with it is you can uh, obviously read the book and use all the stuff in the book, but also there's a link um, to one page with loads and loads of free downloads. Brilliant. Uh, so PowerPoints and videos and printable sheets and sermon outline notes and stuff. Uh, and included in those are stuff uh, from four brand new Resound Worship songs. Yeah. So people can get uh, hold of that. So you need to get the book in order to get the access to the the thing. Is that right? All the other stuff. I mean, so the Resound songs are on Resound. They so are. if you wanted yes. to go on Resound and, and just get them straight from Resound, then that's perfectly legitimate. Yeah. But um, the, the the videos are free on if you buy the book. And, and there are a lot of other kind of bonus material that you just can't get other any, anywhere yeah. else. Brilliant. I think that it's a um, really exciting resource. And I love being involved in the songs, um, basically, because, uh, well, listeners will discover, basically, Sam wrote the songs. But we always work in a really collaborative style. So Sam and I spent yeah. quite a long time on these songs together, um, yeah. bouncing stuff back and forth. I mean, uh, probably up to about two years from the the first one yeah. through to the, yeah. the more recent ones. Um, and if you're thinking about how to write for, so, for example, God, the maker of the heavens, I think is as much a doxicology song as it is a harvest song. And I would say, yeah, I'd say to people, exactly. go and check that one out, go and have a listen and read the words and see how it's put. Because I think it's a really good example um, of the kind of thing we're looking for. Albeit cool. it's a hymn to a hymn tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing at the moment. You're going to run out of tunes soon. And then what would you I know, do? Yeah. Just go back gonna, around. Gonna, yeah. I have to start using like CBB's theme tunes or something. <laughs> I wish I was quick enough to come up with something there. Uh, let's look at some correspondence. Uh, uh, we had an email from Nick after last month's podcast. Recent podcast was great. On your video recording day, I liked your observations on how you were consciously conforming with the standard in getting stuff out there on video, but still making it distinct. And also, Dissect Classic really took me back. I listened again to that recording. He put that in inverted commas, which is also quite formative for me. And there is definitely something quite special about it. Does make so he's me talking wonder. about oh, yeah. he's talking about come now's the time to yeah, worship, yeah. right? Yeah, and he says does make me wonder though where have all the sax solos gone? Yes, it's true, isn't it? Should we have a lament for 
a, a moment of lament for sax solos. <laughs> Can you find a mournful one to play at this point? <laughs> Probably. We should get to, we should get Jeremy Perigo quickly. Yeah. Just buzz us. Uh, Can you send me a few mournful notes on the sax? <laughs> uh, it's a good point, though, isn't it? Um, it's, a sax is a. Uh, this will be a complete diversion. We don't have to spend a long time on it, but. Sax can be a tricky instrument to include because they are so loud very often, especially yeah. a kind of a tenor sax or something. Yeah, They're really I'm... loud, and so you they take quite a lot of skill and arranging to to blend with other instruments. Yeah, and they're very distinctive, aren't they? I mean, I think they sort of go in and out of fashion. So, yeah. I guess in the '90s when you had sort of acid jazz was quite big and Jamiroquai and that sort of thing, then it, it gets popular, and then later on. A sort of Amy Winehousey type, sac, you know, brass yeah, section kind, kind of, of sound. Sax thing going. Yeah, it kind of comes in and yeah. out, but but then other times it it can be. I think I, I don't feel this, but I think people consider it to be not so cool. And then I feel yeah. sorry for the poor sax players when they're kind of going through one of their not so cool phases. I mean, you you love a bit of Kenny G, don't you? <laughs> every night, every night, <laughs> every before I go to sleep. <laughs> Shall we dissect classic? No. Okay. 12 song challenge. For the 12-song challenge in June, we set you the slightly daunting task of writing funeral songs. Songs uh, that we could sing at funerals. Um, and um, we've been so impressed by the number of people who've written stuff and the depth yeah. of the writing and the stuff that's come out in that writing. I guess... Oh, I love doing this. I love seeing what you what you guys are writing. Um, Sam, you picked out a couple that you thought were worth having a look at yeah i wanted to talk about samuel hurl's song um so he wrote this uh hymn essentially uh, he sort of took the challenge of maybe we could write some songs which are two existing tunes so he's yep. used um holst do 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 jupiter yeah exactly um or thaxted as it's also known yes so should we have a little listen to that yeah for sure Disturbed within, we long to know the answers, but doubts they overwhelm as we face the toughest trials, struggle on against the tide. Are you here in the sand? So yeah, what I really like about this is uh, I like the sort of structure to it. So it's we come, we long to know the answers. It sort of sets out where we are as we come to the to the service. Mm. And then the second verse is all questions. Will you lead us through the valley where death and loss are real? It's sort of all these questions about will you kind of meet us here, God? And then yeah. the final verse is more sort of being um, making statements. Give us hope beyond this moment and sort of coming in, sort of having a kind of trust 
uh, in God uh, at the end. Uh, and so I thought that was really well done. Um, I did make a couple of comments on the forum. Uh, there's a couple of places where he's he's used uh, one a word with one syllable, but he's tried to hold it over two uh, okay. syllables. Yeah. And then he's not been consistent with that in the next verse. So I just kind of said maybe tighten that up. Yeah. Um, and also he's got this kind of closing... Uh, may we know we can trust Jesus deep, deep within our hearts. And that deep, deep within our hearts becomes his final line. And I'm just not sure that that is quite, you know, as a line, I thought, oh, it's all right. Yeah. But when he repeated it every time, suddenly it becomes amplified, doesn't it? That becomes it? Your, your, your theme line, your motif. And then you look at exactly. it and go... I yeah, actually, it was all right the first time, but you don't need it. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that could do with some more. But otherwise, I think this could be really, really useful in, yeah. in exactly these kind of contexts we're talking about. I absolutely agree. I love I love that thing of what we come as calling on God and then kind of looking looking to his action and, and to the future. I think that is really strong. Yeah, I um, know. Yeah, great choice of tune because Thaxted is a just has gravitas, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a kind of. You know, just listen to the way he sings it. There's a sorrow. Uh, it, sometimes it has a lot of pomp, but here mm. it's got a kind of sorrow, and and it really works. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the other one I picked out was uh, David Brackenbury, who's another faithful uh, poster on the Twelve mm. Song Challenge, and uh, he has brought together uh, two, you know, very sad experiences of particular friends uh, who've died. One twenty years ago, and then one more recently. Mm. And um, he says he's kind of combined, in some ways, the personal challenge of a couple of months ago yeah. with this funeral challenge, because a lot of this is very raw for him. And it's it's a very kind of personal outpouring. Um, so we have a little listen? Yeah. How does the world keep moving when my walls are closing in? How can the days march on? Without a thought How will I face Tomorrow In a world forever changed How could it ever be the same How could I cry for hours Will the tears ever run dry Can I find a place of comfort and of peace How can I hold the memories and find the joy in all we share You're no longer there There is a hope that gives us strength When tears are falling There is a future that extends Beyond the grave As I come today Say goodbye, help me see it's not the end. Enter into your rest, my friend. 
Oh wow! Um, I've got yeah, little, powerful stuff. A bit of a uh, yeah, a bit choked up. Um, mm. spe- I mean, partly hearing the story, but also just. Uh, I mean, he he says, doesn't he, that uh, watching how he's interacted with different feedback from people through this, and this is a, sort of several versions in. Um, mm. You know, can he make it? Can he take it from the personal to the corporate, or does he just eventually need to say, "Look, this is just my, you know, this is yeah. my catharsis. This is my getting something out." Yeah. Um, and in that respect, and, you know, as I come to say today to say goodbye, help me see it's not the end. Enter into your rest, my friend. I mean that. Oh, that mm. gets you, doesn't it? Um, it melodically, David's quite a natural songwriter, isn't he? So he, he yeah. always writes stuff that's got a a, a good solid shape and um, doesn't feel like he's, um, you know, even if you write something that ends up on more of a performance angle, it tends mm. to have. A, a good shape so i th- think in that respect this one al- already has it um and i was just thinking that um i mean essentially if you took the if you took those lines out of the chorus as i come today say, say goodbye etc mm. then um and enter into your rest my friend so it's like he's singing to his friend who he's lost yeah then Actually, it is quite an inclusive song, um, and it doesn't have to be the things you don't have to name today, do you? I think that's that that's part of it. Um, when you mm. when you write a song for funeral, you don't have to be describing this moment. It's kind of like you know when you write a song for Christmas. Um, if you make your song completely about Christmas Day, then you can only ever sing it on Christmas Day, and you'll never yeah. you'll never know it. You'll never learn it. Yeah. Um, and I guess that that's what I would say to David. Is I I think um, you could almost put it in corporate language. Um, how does the world keep moving when when our walls are closing in? How can the days march on with that thought? How can we face tomorrow in a world forever? You know, you, yeah, even yeah. something as simple as that just kind of takes it out of your. You take it out and hand it over in a sense to the rest to everyone else to sing, and then you start thinking, okay, well, what words am I going to give them to sing? So I guess that would be my my main advice would be to just kind of say, get you know, almost nail that version that that sings what you need to say, yeah, but then change it all into from I to we. Take it out of that moment, but into that experience. Yeah, and then and then try and write into that. Yeah, so so end up with two songs yeah, intentionally. Intentionally, yeah. I always, uh, I mean, you know, what I'm like, um, I've got this reputation as being the the tough guy. Every now and everyone has to get their songs passed. You but are also, a tough guy, Joel. I also you do are like a very to, tough guy. I know tough guys. No one's ever called me a tough guy before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I also regularly say to people just have a go at this different idea even if it doesn't work yeah. it doesn't matter here's a possible angle just pursue it for chase it for a bit and if you come back to what you've got fine but what if you chase that down and you find you strike gold and it'd be crazy yeah. not to um and i think we should feel like that we all feel like that with our songs you know any song can be better um and it's okay to go and experiment and then say no it didn't work it's all right yeah yeah Good idea. Lovely. Right, I'm going to play you what I've written. Please do. Um, so, yeah, this is... I mean, we'll reflect on this, won't we? But uh, you try to write something, don't you? Which I suppose, in this kind of thing, you try to think, well, what would I want to sing? Um, and I think one of the things for me is that I'm a sort of relentlessly positive person in 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 outlook. I can be grumpy on in, on any given day. But my, my basic thing is I always what what carries me a lot of the time is just the best is always yet to come the best mm. is always yet to come and this is the kind of thing and i thought okay well that's the kind of thing 
um, I saw, saw one as seeing it's about kind of having a hope of that and and a kind of put it in a really religious terms a kind of eschatological perspective. Um, mm. And I feel a bit like I've written two halves of two different songs. So anyway, play it to you. Tell me what you think we can do with this. Yeah. That's really good. I love it. I think you've you've done that clever thing of it being in a worship recognizable worship song format. Yeah. But actually saying something un, uh quite original. Um at least, you know, in in the in the in the idiom of worship songs. Um mm. and I think you've 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 done that that balance well of hope and realism. Okay. Um I think that works really well. I can, I can see this. Um, yeah, I can see this working really well. And it, it's you know it could work in a kind of funeral type setting, but it could certainly work in a in a regular type setting. But that's, I guess that was my hope. That you know that's where it not yeah to use the word. Um, that's where I was going with it was to try and write something that would really suddenly make come fully to life in that context of experiencing grief, but was singable in. Uh, just as an expression of hope i i kind of i want to jump in before you do and say i think about 10 percent of the lyrics are any good you know i think you know like i think it's got the shape and it's got the idea but if you go through it line by line almost all of them are, are a bit like it completely peters out through the chorus and i wasn't um yeah, yeah. it doesn't quite it, I, lyrically i don't think I there's a, there's a freshness that. about some of that though hmm. um you know that the enemy death consumed in the blaze of his glory yet oh, okay it, it might not be quite there yet, yeah. but it, it's it's really fresh and striking and wow, you know, that's I've not heard that before, kind of thing. Um, I yeah, it, it might be slightly fanciful, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, but um, but no, I think that you don't don't lose the freshness, even as you sort of. Uh, uh, I just I I think that there's a there's a slight danger in. Um, Weeping may come in the night. It's like what? What am I pushing there? What am I? Yeah. What's on the beat? 
So yeah. I think you would you would probably find a a way to do that which will be strong for yeah, a congregation. Yeah. Um, that was that was my kind of leaping off point really was that phrase though weeping may come in the night there'll be joy in the morning. Yeah. And then I kind of I just bounced around quite a lot of bible verses about hope and about grief and about death and mm. you you begin to find there's absolutely well of course there's loads in there. Yeah. Um and starting to grab like you find your way into chapters of Job so brilliantly yeah, expressing yeah, 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 um, yeah. You, all this stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I might, I'll probably crack on a bit with it. I felt like the I verse is a bit, it's got quite a lot of kind of lingering long notes and it's quite drawn out. I just, I yeah. wasn't quite sure whether basically I'd actually managed to, to join two ideas together. Because uh, I feel like the verse wants to go a bit faster, but the chorus can't go any faster. Yeah. I, in the verse, I was going to say, have you tried not being in 6-8? But yeah. then I obviously the chorus it really fits in six eight. But yeah. it, the, we have a hope, jinga jing, jinga jing. You know, it, if you, if you made it in four, it might you might have slightly less of a gap there. Yeah, I just switch halfway through. <laughs> 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 Great. Well, it was, but it was a good. I uh, yeah, I always appreciate the twelve song challenge because it gets me writing something, and that's oh, you should definitely pursue good. that. Um, what you got, Sam? I've got this thing that I I feel like I've been writing for donkey's years. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not really in the spirit of the challenge to have something. We're going to get emails and um, letters through the post. People be demanding their money back. They will. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, I mean, and this is one of the reasons why I kind of started thinking about this challenge is because I've been trying to work on this for a long while. Um, <laughs> the thing I spotted, having put it up there, is someone, uh, Keiko, bless her, she said... The intro is exactly the same as this other intro, and yeah. she put a link, and she's exactly right. It is literally exactly the same. Yeah. I, I have no, no knowledge of ever have, having heard that song, and I quite like the song, and I think if I had heard it, I'd have thought, oh, yeah, I'll you know maybe use that, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I mean, I, I had to change it because it was literally exactly the same. Yeah, you reach that point, you know, you just kind of... Yeah, okay, I haven't known the lyric it off, but fair dues, you got there first... Right. <laughs> yeah, well, and you, you feel else. you feel really grateful that someone's actually <laughs> yes. you know, pointed it out before yeah. you've put it out there for the world. Uh, so I've changed it a little bit based on a few comments. Um, There's a time for tears and a time for pain. Time to hurt. While the grief remains There's a time when peace Seems so far away Yet still God holds us on that day There's a time to weep From the aching side Time to show what we've tried to hide There's a time to doubt and to wonder why Ah, sorry Wonder why And hold each other as we cry God of God of the cross 
joining us here to God of comfort, feeling our loss before us, the hope of peace. And there's a time to smile at the memories, and time for thanks as we takes time to heal so we pause today to mourn remember and to pray God of comfort God of the cross joining us here to That's lovely. Good job, Sam. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Thank you. You've you've been through this a few yeah. revisions with me, so you might be going, oh, you've changed the best I bit. I am. I'm always, you know what it's like, though? It's always like that, isn't it? You work on a song with someone, and then they go and yeah. check someone else, and they say, right, I've changed all that. No! No, um, that was the best Which bit. is, uh, yeah, this is one of the, <laughs> probably one of the strengths, but sometimes I suppose one of the weaknesses of the very collaborative process is you keep listening to everyone, yeah. and you gradually... Um, but essentially, yeah, there's loads of um, there's loads of really good stuff about it. When we've talked about this before, that something that was so important with this was just finding a really simple and intuitive melody, so that so that you could whip it out on a on a difficult day. And by verse yeah. two, you've yeah. got it and you can join in. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so there's lo- well, as you know, I've been through it all before with you. So there's loads of stuff I love yeah. about it. Um, melodically, I feel like that first high note on time is really expe- so it's quite a nice when you picked it on the guitar bah, bah, yeah. Bah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. but actually there's a it's because it, that's pretty much the highest note in the verse yeah. and it's quite exposed because you just go up to it and then you shoot right down mm. um, I would try being happy with there's a time for tears and yeah. a time Cause, because I just think then the people who are crying will go, yeah, I get that. Oh, I just sing it, um, and I think there's something in that maybe just to just to consider because at the moment it's just quite angular in that little moment, mm. um, and make, making it just maybe a little bit more tricky and making the whole. It's like highlighting the word time, where that is part of the point of it, but it kind of the the words that are full of substance are the words of tears mm. and pain and grief and things. Um, and it's really interesting what you've done in the chorus. God of comfort, God of the cross, joining us here to weep. Because you had previously joined. God, uh, yeah. God, of, God of the cross, God, you do do our pain and our loss. I just felt like I had too much. Yeah. Like I wanted a couple of beats of breath in the chorus. Yeah, I can say that's, that's quite nice, isn't it? It's really interesting. I mean, it's a, it's like a massive theological statement in the last. In that in that line, in a, in a sense, yeah. in terms of kind yeah. of God's participation in what we do, I suppose I was. Oh, I was thinking was of of the the Lazarus story. Yeah, 
God of Comfort, um, God of the Cross. I guess yeah. I would say. Uh, so I, I really like that because that, that is a really good thing. But I think when you move on to the next line, God of Comfort, feeling our loss, you're kind of repeating the same idea now. In, yeah. And you're, it's starting to sound like God is going to be quite passive. And so I feel like at that point, you just need to bring a little. You kind of you said he's joining us here to weep. It's obvious that he's sharing in our grief here and, yeah, and so yeah. on. So maybe by line three, something a little bit more active, which then makes sense of be for us the hope of peace, you know, in the sense of comfort transforming. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done. Thank, thank you. I'll keep chipping away. I would say you could uh, sing that at my funeral, but Andy Clark's already claimed all the slots in it. <laughs> and Andy's, well, Andy's one of our exam writers, and he's just, he's natural. He basically is uh, Radiohead, isn't he? He just kind of naturally, <laughs> he naturally writes the saddest songs in the world. And he's already filled up all the slots in there with his... We should mention, actually, because we forgot last time, Andy's song on our website... Um, when God's perfect plans or Jesus Lord of mm. peace, which is a really beautifully um, haunting and um, an inspiring song about whole, holding on to hope in God in the midst of grief and, and struggle. It's just a really, a really strong example of the kind of song um, that we wanted to write this time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to June. So, uh, for our June challenge, we are going to continue by just sort of working our way through the themes that Sam has previously been working on. <laughs> and um, having now completed a set of... This is going to be a toughie for you, Sam. Surely you've used up all your uh, material because we're going to do harvest songs. Harvest songs. Yeah. So um, I want to just state from the outset yes. that the challenge here is simply to write a song for harvest time. Yeah. Uh, and I say that because... Last time, I gave all these ideas for funeral songs. And then people started saying, oh, so what you want me to do is write a song for non-Christians that is not universalist, <laughs> but that is sensitive to people who haven't become Christians. And that is, you know, to an existing tune and also to a, you could sing it in a normal And I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't saying all of those things in one song. I was just saying, here are a bunch of ideas or a bunch of challenges. So... I'm putting that out there okay, right at the okay. beginning of this challenge. We hear you. We hear you. You feel suitably chastised. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's obviously, I was obviously just being very <laughs> unclear. Um, but I want to I wanna disclaim right at the beginning that the only challenge is write a song for Harvest Time. Gotcha. Uh, and everything I'm going to subsequently say is ideas. just ideas. Okay. Okay. Um, so what you're saying is we have... <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Shut up. Um so, uh, if, I don't know what people's backgrounds are listening to this, but for me, this has been one of the most uninspiring times of the year to lead worship. Uh, when I think of Harvest, I have, tr before now, thought of sad collections of tins and packets at the front <laughs> of church and, you know, vicars desperately trying to connect it with our everyday lives yeah. and worship leaders going, oh, do we really have to play that song or just struggling to find material? Yeah. Uh, and so when we Rural Ministries, um, who supported our Harvest Worship resource, they said to us, you know, would you produce something for Harvest? And I went, oh, OK. Uh, um, but fortunately, me and Sarah went back to the Bible. Yeah. And we went back to some of the origins of why people celebrate Harvest Festivals. And actually, there is tons in there. Mm. Uh what we need to do is kind of unearth it a little bit and sort of start to think about this afresh. 
Uh, it's true that we plough the fields and scatter is probably not going to connect with many people, you know, today, unless that is you are literally a farmer <laughs> or something. So, yep. um, but you know, this is just an opportunity to to write some new fresh songs. Um, so firstly, I would say this is a really biblical theme. Okay. So if you go to Deuteronomy 16, uh, you see God, you know, the people are coming out of the wilderness into the promised land and God initiates three annual harvest celebrations yes. for his people. And um, a lot of those are about remembering and celebrating God's provision and also staying humble because, you know, this is a people who've come out of the wilderness and they're going into a promised land and God is aware that they could just go, hey, look at us with our milk and honey and our massive great big grapes and everything's going really well. And, and to start to become kind of proud about that. Yeah. And so they're given a ritual to remind themselves. It's a slightly strange thing they have to say about my, my ancestor was my a wandering Aramean. My father was Aramid. a wandering Aramean. That's one of my favourite lines in the Bible. And exactly. I and love it's it. But it's about saying this is our story. Yeah. This is our history of a yeah. people who became enslaved and God graciously brought us out. So he's trying to help them remember that. And maybe that's a theme people could pick up on uh, for their own songs or their thoughts. Uh, and then it obviously continues beyond that. So if you look in the book of Psalms, there are a lot of Psalms that are linked to harvest on harvest themes. So in our resource, we've used Psalm 100, 65 and 19. Uh, but you could find other ones. You could probably Google harvest Psalms or look in the lectionary to find um, Psalms with harvest themes. And you could maybe use that as a jumping off point. That's what I did with uh, one of the songs in the resource uh, it's called uh, Praise Awaits You, and that is a very much a harvest psalm, so I tried to set that in a kind of modernish style. Um, also then, when you get into the New Testament, you see Jesus often using harvest language in quite a metaphorical way. Yeah. So he'll have sayings like, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, or he'll have uh, whole parables where he'll talk about, you know, at harvest time, this is what's going to happen. Uh, and that continues into the epistles, people like Paul using that kind of language. Mm. And then also into Revelation 14, where you get this quite striking passage, which is very obviously about harvest, but it's it's a kind of judgment passage. And it became a way of speaking about the end of time. You know, this is going to be the kind of culmination of everything that God has been doing and a time when everything will be put right. And there'll be this kind of, you know, the weeds will go in one place and the, the good crop will go in another place. Um, and we read some some Tom Wright stuff where he was saying, you know, what we can perhaps miss in that is the sense of celebration mm, uh, okay. in harvest. That the harvest is a time for, you know, you, it's it's all in. You're giving thanks. You're celebrating. You're relaxing, uh, and things are being, uh, in a sense, you know, in in the language of, of Revelation, certainly kind of put right. Yeah. Uh, and everything is kind of being made right. So that's another kind of rich uh, theme. And I think just a few things in terms of relating harvest to today, because I do understand that not everyone lives in a rural context. I understand that not everyone is kind of connected with the physical harvest of the land. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that is one thing that we could actually, you know, press into a little bit. I think, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the whole ecological thing. And part of that is perhaps knowing a bit more where our food comes from. Yep. You know, knowing... Uh, how are animals treated or how is the land treated? There are, I think, lots of Christians standing up and saying things like, well, actually, if we started, you know, um, treating the ground better, maybe we would actually get a better yield from our harvest. Maybe we could not ruin the soil by over farming it, things like that. So um, some of those questions could maybe come into some of the songs. And of course, related to that, it's just our relationship with God's creation. Uh, a lot of the harvests 
hymns will sing about you know how god provides for all of his creation how all the you know the birds and the trees and the animals are all provided for uh, but also that sense of you know how are we caring um so we've included in as you said in the in the harvest worship uh songs you know one of my songs which is uh, very much about care for creation and mm. there's a whole week in the pack which is focused around creation so i think you know if you're looking for a, a natural connection point then harvest time would be it and maybe yeah. people can kind of bring together the ecology and the and the harvest themes um and then obviously we said we don't all harvest crops but as sarah and i were thinking about this we reflected on the fact that everyone has a kind of harvest from the work they do and it might take a bit of thought to think well what is my harvest you know when do i get a result when do i get a goal for some people that'll be you know when a a a project is reached its completion for some people be when they've finally done their accounts for the year or uh when they you know if they're caring for someone or a child graduates or you know it's 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 kind of reflecting on that so we've got a, a an activity in the in the book which is about bringing forward something which represents your work or the kind of harvest from your work and we uh, decided to write a song for the project which is a kind of giving song it's based around that freely we've received freely give yeah uh, passage and we imagine people coming and bringing kind of the fruit of their harvest whether that's a spreadsheet or a a certificate or a photo or a you know whatever it was that represented what they'd been doing so i guess it's kind of um yeah it's an opportunity to break down the sort of old sacred secular divide and actually connect your work and your your labor with being thankful to god that's a few of my ideas anyway yeah it's brilliant that's some really helpful i was just jotting down a few notes while you were saying those things thinking about kind of reflections on it one of the things that just kind of struck me is how that, that thing about um in deuteronomy god basically saying to the israelites when you enter the land mm. first up i want you to get some harvest festivals set up and, yeah. and so on <laughs> yeah. um and how what an, i mean it's just amazing that's like okay first priority harvest festival so it's really important and and in lots of ways it's because that harvest is a, is a sign it is a kind of um, speaks of God's salvation story, of His redemption story, of the Exodus, of all this. And I was just thinking how that that's an angle for us is to actually speak of harvest in salvation terms, because that's what it would be for Israel. That's yeah. this is the story of how God has rescued us, culminates in this offering that we bring to you today. Um, so that's one one kind of angle there. I was thinking about the challenge of. Um, you know, people often say, "Oh, well, somebody's in an inner city church who's never seen a farm wouldn't." Uh, yeah, and, and and that's certainly true. I mean, I think where I live, I live in a rural market town. I, I would think most of us see fields of crops quite a lot. I mean, I have one right yeah. at the back of my house, but um, even if I'm not a farmer, so it but does vary a bit on your context and your your cultural context and your geographical context. But also just how we've talked about this before, how difficult it is to put modern words and ideas into yeah. hymns and worship songs. Um, and so one of the challenges is to is to find ways of d- describing using old language something that is new. Mm-hmm. Um, and very often, if you want to write well poetically in a way that engages people, and especially when you take a theme that's unusual, being able to package it in language that feels at home in a worship song makes it yeah. so much more palatable, makes it so much yeah. more easy to sing. And actually, by and large, it's what poets do they often wouldn't take a completely new word like combine harvester they would talk more about gathering the riches of the land yeah uh, and you know and 
it, and it's about you there's something about well-established language so that that's a kind of challenge as you write if you find yourself putting um the word spreadsheet in you might want to think more of talking about the fruit of labor or so you know th- those kind of things because they are because it works it just works yeah it works. it's hard, hard it's, to do it's it's about there's a sort of something about timelessness isn't there yes and there's something about the tone of the tone of voice that we use which fits a particular situation i i we always have a slight argument about this don't we joel because i i want to come back and say i think there are moments to intentionally use a modern image mm. or to intentionally um because i i i do it's you know an, an example would be do we only ever show if you have a screen with words do you only ever show beautiful timeless scenes mm. would you you know i would say you know let's put up some images of, of cities or urban you know um urban decay or whatever um but i think you have to be quite intentional about saying this is a song where i am very pointedly putting yeah. in some modern language yeah uh, and i'm doing that intentionally and i realize that it may not have the same reach as something with timeless language or yeah. it may start to sound more all agey or it may you know but I, I would sort of push back and say, be aware of how the sort of the tone of the language, what that does to your song. Yes. And be consistent. So if you're going to write yeah. a song which yeah. has, which uses that kind of language, but even, but even then, this is me pushing back again, you know, urban decay, urban, uh, they're, they're still, they're still quite grounded, rooted, strong words right. that you've used yeah. to describe it. Yeah. Um, um, Whereas if you just if you wrote sociological deconstruction, yeah, it yeah, might yeah. also mean the same thing. Yeah, but it's just got a kind of. It sounds like it comes off a, a policy document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's choosing that stuff. It's yeah. choosing those words, yeah. words that have a resonance, have a life of their in themselves that often yeah. just sing so well. Um, and then um, I, I liked the thing. Um, just talking about the land. I, you know, I worked in. Um, I worked in more in the. Um, supporter face of it but in international development work with Christian Aid for a few years and just one of the things that always struck me was how the land is such an important theme in um, the Old Testament Mm. for the people of Israel and how the land itself and their relationship with uh, and what is going on with the land is often a sign of their relationship with God in a really real sense you know God says you know if, if you if you follow me and keep my commandments, then I'll bless the land and you'll have fruitfulness and crops. And and if you don't, then I'll curse the land and the, yeah. it won't rain. And, you know, you get to Solomon's prayer at the dedication of the temple. And it's really just Solomon isn't coming up with a new idea. He's just responding to what God has already said about how he's going to relate to them. And so there's so much richness in there for for us to explore theologically and in ideas um, as well. Yeah, there's, lo- there's loads, isn't there? There's loads. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I hope this is a fruitful one for people. Ha ha. Ha ha. I hope we have a harvest of really good songs <laughs> where we combine some tunes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Right. That's the end of our podcast for this month. Uh, and uh, do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can contact us on podcast at resoundworship.org, Twitter at Resound Worship, facebook.com forward slash resoundworship.org. 
And all that remains for us to do is to introduce our featured song, which this month, Sam, is going to be... We See the Fruitful Harvest uh, by me and a tune nicked from somebody else. Lovely. Enjoy. We'll see you all next month. Bye. Bye. We see the fruitful harvest How gracious God provides And how in His abundance Our needs are satisfied He sends the yearly seasons And feeds with joy and care Pure light and living water Poured out for all to share Lord of all the harvest Creation brings you praise So we will join the joyful song of everything you made. This world of revelation unfolds before our eyes. The blood sing out God's glory. His wisdom fills the sky. Thank you.